from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week we take a listener submitted prompt, create an original fantasy character, and build a shared universe called fantasy one story at a time. But first, we're going to talk about that sound in the background that wasn't just my phone going off. It was also my air conditioner. Yeah, it's uh miserable. I don't know if anybody else. I, I I'm assuming you're hearing this later in the week. Uh, I'm assuming it's still hot and miserable. Yes, no, it's always going to be that. Deal with it. Yeah, air conditioners are going to be on. We'll do our best to edit mine's it out. Not, but... uh, mine's not on today, but that's what? only because, like, in Philly, it's like 75 and rainy. So I kind of just figured it just didn't need it. But if it were hot, I would have it on. Oh, I'm fucking hot. I turned my yeah. shit on. Yeah, so turn it on. You got to deal with I'm going to edit this out. I'll edit that sound out, but I will not edit this conversation out. No, you leave this. You leave the conversation in. Um, it's important to know that fucking some people we try to sacrifice, but there are limits. To no. my, there are limits to my sacrifice. It is like 8,000 degrees with 200 yes. percent humidity. We're, yes. yeah, that, that air conditioner. You're going to get a little hump. It feels incredible. Um, let's talk about what's exciting you this week. All right, let's do it. What is getting you all jazzed up this week? Or like, uh, what have you eaten? You know, what are you watching? What are you see. listening to? What what po- have you been listening to? Any cool podcasts? Uh, I have been actually. This is the thing that I've been wanting to talk about. Uh, that I'm very excited about. Let's Aaron, get it. I have a question for you. Okay, is this about talking nog? It's not. <laughs> um, but I appreciate that that was the first place that you went. Yeah, of course. If you had to name, putting aside eggnog. Mm-hmm. And putting aside tabletop role-playing games. Mm-hmm. If you had to name, like, my two great hobbies, what would they be? Uh, professional wrestling enthusiast. Right, sure. And That's one. donut enthusiast. <laughs> you know what? It's close. That's very, very close. It's okay. not donuts. Uh, it is craft beer. Oh, damn. I thought you I know knew I that was, like, number beer. three. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about a podcast that I've been listening to and loving with all of my heart. What's that? It combines those two great hobbies of mine. Yeah. Uh, it is called Off the Hop Rope. Oh, fuck. That's a really good title. Yeah, I know. Huh. It is three independent professional wrestlers and craft beer enthusiasts. Uh, every week, they pair a different beer with a different professional wrestling match. They drink the beer and they watch the match. It is a watch-along podcast that covers the hops and the pops of great professional wrestling and tasty craft beer. It Damn. is... My entire jam pretty much put on the podcast, like put into a podcast. It's really a thing that I feel like I willed into the universe. Yeah, no, I honestly, yes, that is something that you no question, like the secret is real (laughs) and you brought that in by asking for it. It came to you. Like, it's so good. And every week, like they they very cleverly like pair together, you know, a, a beer with a given match. Like, the pairings are very good, and it's, it's just incredible. A, it's just what I've been really, like, hardline listening to over the last, like, few weeks. Can we lift something from them in, inspired by, what's it called? Off the, uh, top, off the, hop, off the hop, rope. Off rope. hop Rope. Off the Hop Rope. Can we lift something from them? Um, I want to make a suggested beverage list for every episode of All My Fantasy Children. Like, oh, with a Sprout Brussels, you're going to want to light, like, weedy beer. Like, a nice summer wheat beer. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm always open for, if people have questions, I'm always open for it. I'm not going to like, you know, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> I'm not going to pause. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> Got it. What about you, Aaron? So this week, um, in the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to go to the gym more often and not in terms of just like exercising because I'm getting older. My job requires me to walk like four fucking miles. If if that, I, I refuse to turn on my pedometer at work. Um, so I'm trying to stay in shape just to kind of like survive and thrive because my job is so goddamn physical of just like walking around and carrying shit. And also I'm seeing that, um, it's helping me build some kind of like regiment in my day and structure so that I have like 
you know, if you're at a gym for like an hour, I put on a friend's podcast and listen to it. That's my catch up time. It's my shit posting time. It's when I have like some creative thoughts. Important clarification question. Yeah. Uh, a podcast produced by a friend? Yeah, no. Or a oh, podcast God. in which in which someone is like a like a friends rewatch podcast. No, I do not fuck with friends. <laughs> so no, I don't fuck with either style of friend. Oh, that's fair. Especially not the TV show. Aaron refuses. Aaron has never had a friend in his life. No. Honestly, we've been doing this. We've been doing this hun- 150 plus episodes. Maybe I don't know. I it's like 128 track. or something. I don't know. Um. I've been trying to get him to call me a friend for, you know, all of them. And it's going to get there eventually. I mean, you never had a friend like me, meaning like you'll never have a friend like my, like Aaron. (laughs) You'll never have a friend who is me. (laughs) Who is me. (laughs) Never have a friend who's me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going there, it's kind of like, it helps me get my endorphins going, kind of like loosen up. I've been noticing, like, I have really bad, like, wrist and lower back pain. So I've been kind of like stretching and stuff. You know, I go there and I do what I need for that day. And yeah. it feels really nice just to do something and add some structure to my day and kind of helps me organize my thoughts when I'm in like a creative rut. It's like, you know, you get up and moving around. It's like taking a walk around the block when you're in like a writer's block. Yeah, that's it's been I, I feel it. good. I feel good. That makes me happy. I'm glad to hear it. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, But yeah, that's what got us all excited this week. Now let's get into this prompt meat and potatoes. Let's do it. Prompt this week comes to us from Laura Cheerio Buffet on Twitter. One of the brilliant minds behind Tabletop Squad, an actual play podcast. And the prompt is, um, the city under the water that everyone tries their best to forget about. I dig it. It's a good prompt. It's a fucking really good prompt. Now, we have established lore facts that are just, might be fun. There's something to think about. Unless we want to go in a completely different direction, like, it's like Atlantis. But... In Moon Crescent's waters, we said in, uh, what's that guy's name? Pascal Fathoms, that mm-hmm. people treasure hunt in the waters of Moon Crescent's archipelago. Sure. And there's, like, lost tech, there's jewels, there's yeah, treasure. there's just you know, stuff down there. Stuff down there. <clears throat> so what I thought, my initial thought that I'm pitching to you is um, that possibly the Moon Crescent of modern days is not the first variation, that there was a one earlier, way back, way, 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 way back, that reached some kind of, like, Atlantis pinnacle and sunk, was destroyed. Like, an a lost age of technology and magic, you know, that, that lovely trope that's mm-hmm. in lots of fantasy. That's just my initial thought, you know what I mean? Like, that there was a like, sort of rapture from Bioshock. You know, like some kind of, not necessarily utopia, but a place that hit some kind of roadblock or hit some kind of catastrophe and sank below the waves. So here's what I like about it, and here's what I want to play with. Okay. I love that it's connected to Moon Crescent. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I love that it's connected to the culture of treasure diving. And I want to throw out, like, a horrific detail. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, If it's not an older Moon Crescent, and it's literally just, like... A city that's down there. Oh. That, like, no one fucking knows where it came from. Oh. Like, picture that. Like, this is kind Because, of, like, as you were describing it, this is what, like, this is the visual that came into my head. Yeah, give me that. Imagine you're Pascal Fathoms, or you're, like, a treasure diver, and you're diving, you're swimming, you're looking through the ruins of Old Moon Crescent, and then you just find, like, another city. Oh, I love this. Imagine, or in modern terms, in terms of our world, imagine if, like... You found the Titanic. Yeah. But, like, it, there was no record of the Titanic. Okay. I love this. And so, like, people collectively just, like, try not to think about it. Yeah. Because, like, that means that, like, what is down there that built that? Okay. I like and this And why aren't lot. they still, like, and I think it kind of, I like the Atlantis myth. Yeah. And I, I think it there's a great way to kind of tie it in where it's like, that's what people assume. Yeah. Right? Because there's a city under the waves that is yeah. half ruined. Absolutely. So people are like, oh, well, it must have been some old city of some old civilization from before the ancient times and it fell beneath the waves. But nobody fucking knows. No. And no one knows how it got there. So, of course, it would be like, you know, we do that all the time where like we find something we don't understand and they're like, well, all of them must have died out. 
because and it becomes like some kind of like warning myth you know what i mean yeah where like i feel like what you're describing would be like you said no one fucking knows and no one like goes down because it's like well clearly the it it, it reminds me of like the annoying i don't like the dwarf trope of like they dug too deep you know, mm-hmm. and they hit something they shouldn't have. I feel like that's what people think this is, like a lesson of like, you know, they, they flew too close to the sun and their wings burn up. I use that all yeah. the time. But I feel like that's why people don't go looking for it, where it's like, you know, they found a wrecked airship under the water. And they're like, well, clearly we shouldn't have those. Is yeah, that something? I, I, like I that love kinda? I, that's I, that's what I feel like. And I feel like like the, 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 the nature of like the construction doesn't look right. Yeah. I'm picturing, you know, like, I think it's just this weird thing that's under the water that's, like, cool. And, like, it's just this thing that you try not to think about because, like, fuck, like, why is it down there? Yeah, everything, I think, kind of boggles the mind where it it's sort of that mystery that we have with creatures and of, like, the deep, dark ocean. Yeah. Like, where it's almost like you can't know because, one, you can't really go down there because you'll be crushed by, like, 40 jumbo jets of pressure. But also, I think it's if, like... Imagine if we dragged a net on the bottom of the ocean, like the yeah. very Mariana Trench thing, uh, and pulled up like an airship propeller made of crystal that weighs like four trillion tons. You'd be like, that should not be able to fly, but someone yeah. must have made it. Oh, God, that like makes my stomach. It's like when we think about the cosmos, that sickening feeling you get of being small and not understanding like dark matter. Yeah, it's just like there's this feeling that you're not and it's this feeling that like. We are not alone. Ugh, love it. And, like, it's, I, I think that, like, I think that, that the, you know, people have explored at least, like, parts of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know if they found something or, I don't know if it's creep, uh, creepy is the vibe that I'm going for here. Yes. So I'm just leaning into it. But uh, I don't know if it's creepy or if they found something or they didn't. I read something in the water episode that is sort of like what we're talking about. And it's, um, I wrote about this place called, I think, the Spotted Bay, where it's like, there's a statue in the water, and there's stones that are, like, spiring out of the water, if that's a word, um, that are, like, of a, of a material that no one can identify, and there's a statue of a young child that, like, the waves crash on that's facing the shore. But if you were to dive down, you'd see that that's, like, the top of a cathedral, and then, like, if you were to go in the cathedral, it leads to, like, a city. Okay. Yeah. Is that the kind of vibe we're going for here? Yeah. Where it's like if you yeah, were yeah. to dive and like you open the door to like this cathedral spire under this, you know, statue of a kid, you would like, you know, an air pocket would open, you'd go tumbling into like a cathedral and land on the bottom. Bap. Or is it all submerged? You know what I mean? Is it come kind of like air pockety thing? I like that there's air pockets and there's chunks of it kind of above the water mm-hmm. that like erosion has made almost natural features. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's it's an iceberg. Yes. Yeah. It's that like you see these parts and the explorers that have explored the outer edges are like, yeah, you see that little you see that little like what looks like what just looks like a uh, like a st- stalactite. Um, Coming up is a stalagmite, I believe. Not to um actually you. That's what I I, I was hoping that you would. Um, <laughs> th- you see that stalagmite there? Because if you didn't, somebody on Twitter would have, and I would have been so fucking mad. Okay. Um, <laughs> you see that stalagmite that's jumping up through the water? The edge of the city, and then they just point in a different direction. Like, we've spotted, we've, like, seen the outskirts of the city there. And then you just look at it, and you're like, fuck. Jeez, fuck. Does it have a name? Hmm. Do people call it something or do we want to know its official name? Like, do we want to get to the bottom of what it was over the course of this episode or find the person that sunk it? Find the person that's exploring it. I think find the, I want to find the person exploring it because I don't want to know. Okay. I, I want, this is a thing that I want to leave mysterious and we, we might get into it. But, like, for now, I feel like this is a weird thing. Yeah, I like that we'll uncover it with this character exploring it. Yeah. So, one of my favorite things about um, exploration stories is when someone who isn't Laura Croft stumbles upon, like, something magnificent like this. Like, this is someone who was, like, body surfing and tumbled into this cathedral. Right. You know, that's that's the kind of thing that I love, where it's like a day at the beach— you know, I know I shouldn't be at the Spotted Bay, but it's just so beautiful. You know, I'm swimming. I'm having a good time. And, like, I, I like Alice in Wonderland type feel. Sure. You absolutely. know, where, like, the cathedral door swings open and, like, 
starts water, like gallons of seawater start pouring into this like small doorway, you know, and this person swimming is just dragged into this like small door and then it shuts behind them. Is yeah, it that kind it. of visual? I think so. I think they're a treasure. They're like a, not a treasure, like a, I'd say treasure hunter, junk finder. Beachcomber. What it's like. Yeah, a picture, beachcomber. Because like, you can go hardcore, I think. In mo- a, a world building note, I think, that's worthy of mention is like, I always imagine, like in all things, you can go really hardcore and go like looking for the ruins of this place and finding lost tech. Some people just like have their metal detector, like make it a day at the beach. Yeah. You know what I mean, you look for beach glass and like sand dollars would be quite literally like the lost money of this civilization. Right. You know, some people just take it easy. And I think that's one of these people who is kind of just like enjoying the day at the beach, metal detecting, found some coins, found some, you know, buttons. And then went for a dip in the hot sun, and the door of this cathedral, this, you know, spire, whatever, swung open up out of absolutely nowhere. I don't think it's opened. It, like, you know, the barnacles go flying, all the crustaceans attached to it. Water starts gushing in. This torrent of water just pulls, pulls, pulls this person in, slams, and then down they go tumbling. Yeah, and I think they just find themselves in this, like, massive, you know, city ruins sculpture structure thing what is the first image you see of this place like what's the first thought that comes to mind i'm seeing a lot of um not rafter like piping Mm, okay piping like a lot of like piping structures right like big you know um i guess they are like rafter-esque you know, pipe structures. Like when you're in a basement of like a major building, like, you know, yeah. like a basement of a hotel. Like when I'm in the yeah. basement of my job, I see f- there are like a inter, like a web of pipes. Of, yeah, yeah. Rafters is the word I'm looking, is the word, is absolutely the word. But yeah, those like those big pipe rafters, right? Okay. The yeah. big round pipe ones, and they're just all rusted and green, and like barnacles are on them and coral, and they are just covered head to toe okay i think we should kind of do this like treehouse dreams where we go from destination to destination with this person and just kind of describe each room each region of the city as we move through cool i think it's fun yeah yeah so my question for you is if there's piping is that piping do you think used to pump out water or for drinking water Hmm. do the people that lived there need to drink water i almost think it's neither Mm, okay like i kind of picture it as being like not like just the the pipes, like it's just the structure, the way the structures are built. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, okay. I like that. Where it is like, I think a lot like there's just, they're just kind of there supporting things. Okay. You know, and it's sort of, it inform, it's kind of the aesthetic, right? Yeah. Like okay. it's just big pipe structures and very kind of industrial-esque. Okay, cool. I dig this. So this person, let me roll real quick. One horse. So he falls down this door into like, you know, it would be like falling down the spire of like a cathedral. You tumble in and the first thing they see when they're on their back and they look up is he sees pipes, pipe structures, you know, everywhere. It's an industrial. It looks like what the inside of a factory. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Was this an industrial culture? It feels like it was. I feel like it was. I don't know if we're going the direction of like Mako Reactor and Final Fantasy VII, like people who tapped into the life stream of the planet and now they're dead. I don't I, know. I, I, I don't feel like that's where I want to go with it. Okay, good. I am not feeling that. I just had to throw it out there. No, no, like, no. And I appreciate you throwing it yeah. out. I think this is going to be a lot of us like, this reminds me a little bit of like, um, you know what? I almost have a game structure for this. Okay. Um, and this, we're going to play real loose. We're not actually going to play a game, but like there is a game structure that I think is going to work here. Yeah. The game is called Lovecraft-esque. Okay. It is by Josh Fox and Becky Anison. Um, I'll throw you a link and you'll drop it in the show notes, even though we're not really playing it, but it's the same kind of structure. The way the game fundamentally works is, you know, one of us throws out a clue, mm-hmm. like a thing that they encounter, something that they see, something that, that tells us a piece of the world. We then talk, we then throw, each throw out, like, here's what that tells me. Mm. And then we decide if we like, and then we're going to add the detail of deciding if we think that's what it is or not. Okay. And to get, and that'll kind of flesh it out and we'll, we'll go until they get out, essentially. I like this. Cool. So who, how do you start? 
You want to start? So you, we, we threw out this idea about the piping and it being kind of, I think that we're on the agreement that this is like an industrial culture thing. Question for you. Um, are the pipes made of a material that this person can identify? Or is everything made out of like, you know, it's like crystal or like a stone that is it made of the stuff that like darts out of the spotted bay? I think it is. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a metal underneath. Mm-hmm. But I think there's so much uh, rust, dirt, coral Got that it. like you have to like scrape through it to see this weird, you know, chrome, this weird like cobalt blue metal that I like this doesn't shine that like shines but doesn't has this very kind of opaque shine to it yeah but like you have to like scrape through it okay that it's so tough right yeah which says to me and i want to throw this out as like a an interpretive clue Mm -hmm. do we think that does that mean that it's does that mean that it's been under here for you know ages or is that is that something tied to like what happened to the city or is Mm. that something that you know how like is this a sign of age or is this a sign of downfall? Um, like you always say, though, I don't see why it can't be both. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it can just be the sign of age, meaning, like, coral has covered this place. You know, natural things have kind of, you know, time has passed, The which leads me to this question. I think it's both because that would mean water is filling this chasm. Water mm-hmm. is filling this space, and it has in the past. You know, is it always flooded in here? And is this a rare opportunity to be in here when it's dry? Or is like that, that or is really that, like that why like the city fell was because it just simply like was submerged? You know, was it once above water? I like that it was I like that it was once above uh, above I I think it was either above water or partially above water. Maybe it was partially submerged and it like existed in both states. Yeah. Like you said, it's an iceberg. So I thought of like a section of it being above ground, but then like it kind of like when you say something sinks, it, yeah. like we always assume that means to the bottom. But like something this large, like if we're if you're going in through a spire, that means you're going in through the top, which is just like above the water. And then there's so much stuff underneath. Like when you think of the image of a glacier, fuck, you know, there's so much like if you it's basically like. A vertical city is kind of what I'm imagining. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, but think it like you just said something that just made me go <laughs> fuck real hard. What is it? Think about like putting something in like a cup of water. Yes. Like what? Like something with like a lot of like crannies and nooks and gaps. It just fills. It fills and then like flips. Oh no! And like rotates. Yeah. And then, like, another part will fill, and, like, as water kind of drains out of parts of it, like, it will, like, move in the water. I think that this city has existed, like, will periodically be, like, a different orientation as, like, water fills different parts of it. That's so good. And that's why, like we said, the rare chance of, like, the door opens and pulls you into an empty chasm, and the chasm was once filled with water. Jeff, you cracked it. That's so good. So this orientation was like the one in a million chance of having an access point to this underwater city. To this section of the city, yeah. Now, question. Is this the quest of this character or this city? Is it just to explore or can they fix it? Can they save it? Are there people in here or is it just ruins? You know, where did, where did, what I'm trying to think of like the structure or do you just want to uncover more rooms with this unnamed person? Um, we can give, we can give him a name. I, I think that, like, for him, I almost feel like his quest is just to get out. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then we'll just kind of play maze, where it's like, we go room to room, and then we decide where the exit is. Yeah, I don't, because like you said, this isn't like a, he's not like a legendary explorer. This is a, like, elven naming tradition, which is, we said that they kind of rename themselves in adulthood. They take a name that reflects who they want to, who they want to be when they, when at, whether that name comes in childhood or adulthood, when you know what your like place in the world is, you give yourself a name that kind of reflects that. Can I have? Can I have a name? Yeah. Um. Is it Jerome Gullgazer? 
Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of someone who kind of like name. You said we name them. We we name themselves, right? The elves name yeah. themselves. The elves. Elves. They they take and their when they reach whatever their like purpose is, they come up with their own name. Yeah. And I was thinking this one is just like someone who enjoys you know the beach and enjoying like you know just easy living and beach combing and enjoying looking at seagulls and bird watching. I was thinking bird watching, fly fishing, ultimate combination. You know type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jerome Gullgazer. Beach bird watcher. Yeah, like just watches the gulls, takes pictures of them, you know. Organizes, has organized a like community bird watching thing in like a beachside community. And for him, like that was it. Yeah, that was life. Like that's just life. You know, you go into town to make a couple dollars. You sell what you find on the beach that morning. You know, it's like this chill community that he's a part of. He walks down to the Spotted Bay every day. And, like, a lot of people are afraid to go there. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't like, like, kind of the vibe. He's, like, the person who's like, no, it's the, it's just a beach. It's mysterious. But that's kind of why I find it beautiful. And yeah. since there's less people, there's more birds. And, I, I, I uh, uh, you know, aesthetic-wise, I'm picturing very uh, swim trunks, open, open short-sleeve dress shirt. Oh, absolutely. Sort of just, uh, you know, hanging out. Yeah, just a chill person. Bucket hat. Absolutely. Sunglasses, <laughs> you know. Got a little sunscreen on the nose. Portable grill, you know. Jerome likes to chill. Like, Jerome just values, you know, a lot of people live like this where you kind of just hang at the beach. You find a place oh, that yeah. you think is beautiful and you enjoy it until you're dead. It sounds mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. But this has been... So this person... So Jerome was thrust into a circumstance and is now in, like, the tumbling city. You know, this... Mm -hmm. This... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a word to describe, like, this rotating feeling. Um, It's like this shifting vertigo effect, almost. Yeah. Like, you just suddenly... The ground is no longer the ground. Yeah. Also, the Tumbling City is what they call it. Congratulations, you named it, and holy shit, that is so fucking good. <laughs> yes! Goddamn. Yay, I did it. You, um, just threw that, you just threw that out there like it was nothing, and like, <laughs> goddamn. Like, fuck. Good, good. Okay, so let's, so we figured out the first room. Do, do you want to know what the first room is? Like, when you... So I'm thinking this what's, is what's the next what's the next yeah what's the next thing that we find whether it's a room a feature a thick a live like a living denizen what 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 does what does Jerome run into next All right so they come to you know and they're like an ankle deep water and they're looking around they see the industrial pipes that we describe like the complex and I think they come across hmm I don't know. Like, what, what is it? What's a good indicator of, like, you know, a civilization? What's, like, a good clue? Do they or find, doesn't like, even a... need to be a clue. Just, like, tell me the oh, thing, and okay. then we'll figure out how it is a clue. I have this. You know this. what I mean? They find a park. They find, like, an indoor park, and there are still plants growing. Like, they're not... It's not seaweed. It's some kind of, like, tree that Jerome can identify. Like, it's a park with, like, an abandoned jungle gym. And, like, you know, monkey bars, but a lot of plants that are there. Yeah. And they make, they kind of defy, are they made out of the stone as well? Ooh, I like that. They're, like, they're trees, but they're made of, like, this coral dirt thing. And they're, like, moving. They're definitely moving. Oh, they're no question alive. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of this mysterious vibe that I'm getting of, like, nothing makes sense. And if you were to kind of... Like, have, it's when you have, like, a controlled environment, like a Petri dish, and I'm kind of seeing, like, it being shaken up, like a can of soda. Like, over time, how things kind of would defy logic and not make sense over a long period of time. Yeah. Like a tree made out of stone and coral. Like, coral and dirt and dust and water and bacteria have created this symbiotic relationship to form these plants that mm -hmm. are very much alive and stone-like at the same time. Yeah. Um now fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um so what is that what so what is that I mean what does that tell like and then now now we ask the question of what that tells us. Which to me like the line like like a petri dish really jumps out. Yeah. That this was a place I don't want to go full BioShock. I want to no, steer no, clear no, 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 no. full BioShock so I'm not going to say that this was like a lab or like a science experiment. No, it was like an accidental one. Like the natural. Yeah. It's like it's just a natural place. 
so here's what here's what that indicates to me. The downfall of this place, and this ties into your comments about like the downfall and age and downfall being the same thing. Mm-hmm. This was not a matter of hubris. This the truth of the story is this was not a matter of hubris of flying too close to the sun, the Mako reactor tapping into forbidden energies. This was a societal level, wrong place, wrong time, something on the level of like a just swallowed up by the earth. Mm, Okay. Like that's what that tells me. At least, at least part of it, there may be elements of hubris or anything like that, but like that all of this is just nature in its magical, righteous fury. Just fucked this fuck this city this structure whatever it is to just destroyed it i mean it makes sense it's kind of like you know the inevitable heat death of the universe type thing where it's like sometimes nature just runs its course and your time runs it runs out yeah you know so okay so that gives me a pretty good image of i'm seeing whatever the tumbling city used to be and i'm seeing this you know you see the waters of moon crescent and they're out in the ocean and just outside, like, you know, of a mountainous region of Moon Crescent, where Jerome uh, Gullgazer kind of lives now, back in the day, there was a floating city that was created just by people. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like a yeah. dock. Like, you know what I mean? It started with people who wanted to live just on the water. And they kind of kept adding to it and adding to it. Sort of like a flotilla vibe, but also like, perhaps it's sort of like a man-made island. Sure. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. And kind of just over time, it sank. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Just because that's what it does. Like, it slowly filled up with water. You know, they would build a balancing system to kind of get it back to realigned perfectly buoyancy. But eventually, it was kind of just dragged under the waves. Or did something drag it down there? You know what I mean? This can also be like the tale of like a catastrophe in terms of like fantasy land where it's a monster or something. I, I mean... You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you back, please. Um, what if it's both? Okay, yes. And also, also, I want to throw out another thing that connects it back to what we said earlier. This was not the the architecture, the design, the structures. This was not like an elven construction. No, someone built this, and they like they built it, and it was this floating structure. And 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 it was just swallowed up by whatever this uh whatever this thing is that has covered the metal devoured like ate the metal oh no and just like grew and continued to consume it until it was so heavy that it sank below the waves and now it's like it's finally just feeding and it's sustaining itself for an eternity on this metal oh as it sucks the as it sucks the the energy out of it. Oh, that makes so much sense, too, because, like, if this coral barnacle thing, this, you know, this, is it like a monstery animal thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's, essentially. It's 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 a monstery animal thing. It's not malicious. No, it just it's exists. It's just a growing creature, a living, like, vines and plants that have grown, like, coral and dirt, and this, it has just consumed this... And this metal seems to have some sort of magical property that has allowed it to continue to grow. But as it grows, the magic distorts whatever this coral thing is, which causes the tree structures and causes it to grow and evolve and, you know, mutate into these sort of ten- tentacle things and tendrils. And uh, it's all very, like, weird, but it's just this thing that lives under the waves feeding off of this metal that is as much the tumbling city as the tumbling city itself was. I have a pitch for you because that's incredible. Long ago, there was a city that stood above the waves. The founders of this city, unnamed beings, brilliant minds, forged a metal that could literally absorb magic. You could channel magic into it and shape it, kind of like how we heat metal and bend it. Think that, but magic. It can become anything. It's sort of like the nanotechnology of fantasy, where, like, you forge this metal, it can become anything if you shape it with the right amount of skill. This Mm -hmm. city expands, floats on the waves, dives down into the ocean like a glacier, and above ground is this gorgeous cathedral-like structure. And outside, they put the Guardian of the Sea, 
which is someone gazing toward the coast to remind them of the land that they chose to abandon. Anywho, this magical ore, this rock that, you know, can essentially absorb magical energy of people, you know what I mean? It's sort of like would then retain magical energy, attracted the gaze of, you know, a sea monster from beneath the waves, where it's sort of, you know, the city's building and expanding, expanding downward and in all directions, until finally it dove a little too deep. <laughs> and this one little fleck of barnacle of coral was kind of felt its presence and was drawn to it as well, smacked right on the side of the city on just like a pipe or a monkey bar or nothing. And it grew and it, it absorbed the magic from the pipe. It absorbed the magic from the people and spread and spread until that one side kind of flipped. It weighed down the city, rotating it in this great disaster. The entire side of the city, it like tipped over in the ocean. And Can I throw out another horrifying detail? Oh, my God. Yes. They just left. Oh, they weren't fuck, consumed. I just spiked. <laughs> They weren't consumed. Like, the people of this city... They abandoned ship. They... they And, and they did it without, like, a care. Mmm. All right. Well, He's lost. The city's lost. Yeah. Everybody's the lifeboats. Like, if you think about Titanic, except without death and destruction. Yeah, they just left. And where they went, I'm not... I'm not particularly, like... The idea that there is this, this mysterious be these mysterious beings just out there somewhere of course maybe they maybe they survived maybe they didn't or they moved to but a different area of the ocean yeah you know and like i like the idea that like they built this this science magic monstrosity of a city of a of a city structure it got into this like uh mo like it, it got consumed by this creep this thing and i think that there's a certain horror in well do we fight it do we, like, try and save it so that we're not just, like, dumping a city into the ocean? Yeah. Nah. We leave. We, bu we build it again somewhere else. We, we do a new experiment somewhere else. We do, we, we start, we build another structure elsewhere. Yeah. We just leave. It's the idea that, like, these are just structures. They're not people. Like, it's just yeah. an airship. We can make another one. It's just a, it's just the city. We can make another. If you can make one city, you can make a second. And yeah, they did. I think that they they completely are they they're the and that that kind of here's why I'm throwing this out there. Okay, that kind of apathy is horrifying. It is absolutely like that, that feeling of like oh well the city is sinking, whatever. That's it fine. Is what it is. Yeah, leave it in the ocean. Yeah, let it spin. Somebody will find it. And so someone found it. Someone found it. What is just because you know what. What is the next thing Jerome Gulgate, like, what happens? Do they get out? Do they, or they, are they stuck there? Do they discover something, a secret down there? You know what I mean? You know, is there someone, is there someone left behind that they run into? You know, is it, it's just a horror story where they're just like left traveled and tumble in the tumbling city for all time. I don't know. Because I honestly don't know. What do what do you think? What do you? Where do you want this to go? Because part of me thinks of if, you know, the people who made the Tumbling City are so just meh about everything. You know what I mean? They just leave. It makes me think that someone not of that mindset, someone of fantasy who is, you know, kind and is like, oh, God, like, what if there's people? I'm seeing a lot of, like, tumbles in, you know, he's rubbing his head like, oh, my God, my head is rocking. Hello? Hello? You know, and I, I guess I better start looking for people like, you know, there's signs of life that would be left behind. And it's like, well, if there's someone down here, I, I have to help them. And they mm -hmm. spend their days kind of in this chase for nothing, you know, tumbling. Would you even know that the city is tumbling? Can I throw out? Um, so I think like I, I like them on this endless quest. This buried alive horror quest. I like them on this buried alive horror quest, but I want to kind of if I think this is where it ends, but I think it, I want it to end on like a hopeful note mm -hmm. that they that they spend their day like finding people. OK, not like the original denizens who are long gone. Yeah, but like Jerome Goldwatcher, you know, watches things like he watches for things 
goes back, like, gets out, goes back to his life, and periodically just makes his way back down. Mm. Walks around. Because it's not like the thing, like, the, 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 the creature, the devourer of the tumbling city is not like it's, it didn't try to eat him. No. So he just kind of walks along some of the hallways. Doesn't actively map it out, but, like, walks along some of the areas in which there are air pockets. The, but, you know, there's that chance, that one in a hundred, one in a million chance that some other beachgoer with a metal detector and a lazy Saturday is going to get swept up under the waves and end up here. And, well, fuck, it took me so long to get out. I think it would make it a lot easier if somebody came looking for me. Can I give you a pitch? Because yeah. you said, like, the one in a million chance thing. It makes me think that Jerome Gulgazer goes through, you know, we said gets out. Eventually. Um, I think eventually. it takes a it long time. It takes a time. very long time. And I think that, like, the second right before they're about to get out, like, you know, they find, you know, the, the, the town has been tumbling and tumbling and tumbling. And finally, they realize that, like, they're back kind of where they started. They're back in the cathedral, right? And they mm-hmm. manage to climb up the spire, open the door, and, like, push out the waves. And just as they look back, I think they see, like some kind of like siren or something you know something you know because i'm getting the image of mermaids just for some reason you know mer people he looks back and there's just someone there but he gets sucked out and he spends his entire life checking checking waiting for that one in a million chance that he might be able to go back and see that again i like it yeah I love it. I love that he just kind of... And I, I I like that he... I think he does help some people who get trapped. Of course. I think he, like, wanders those hallways from time to time. And yeah. just, like... In the same way that he watched for birds, he just watches for something else now. He doesn't know what he's watching for. It's some sort of mer person, but he just watches for it. Because I like the fact that he's kind of just a normal person. Like, yeah. there's nothing special about him. And kind of, like, he's stuck in what a normal person might get caught up in, which is just, like... I just have a fascination with this place, and I really, we, we said I mean, it. Yeah. He lives in a spot that he finds beautiful, and he likes to explore it and look around it and enjoy it. And part of that is the bay, and he realizes that the bay is not just the bay, it's also the tumbling city. This is as much mm-hmm. as the spotted bay as anything else, and this is just kind of what he does now. It's just like a hobby. It's just, you know, it's, and you, that sad feeling of like, he may, we know that he may never see a, that person, or if he even saw anyone at all. You know, mm-hmm. but damned if he's gonna, that's gonna be his life's journey is to like uncover the secrets of the, the tumbling city. Mm-hmm. Damn. I love it. Damn. I dig it. Wow. I dig it. Now, I want to roll on some tables for Jerome just to yeah. get to know him. I'm well, going to find some particularly unexciting tables. Yeah, because it, it has to be exceedingly boring because like this is just a normal, this is like a normal life. Someone who had one extraordinary thing happen to them, like in fantasy yeah. terms. And that's, and that's enough sometimes. And that's enough sometimes, you know. But but I want to throw out like I'm going to hit you with a hit you with an impromptu uh, audio drama closing note before we roll on some tables. I'm ready. Um, We're under the waves. We're watching, you know, these structures, these these pipes, and we're, we see this blue, this blue steel. We see it. We see these structures, and we we see it, and we we move through the water, and we we flow under the water. We go, we go, we go. And we find another one of these structures, smaller, but nonetheless here, another structure, another. This one lodged in the mud. This one also seemingly abandoned. Also, you know, seemingly abandoned for generations, not for, not for, you know, uh, not consumed by a thing, but all, but abandoned because, eh, we don't, you know, we could, we can build it better somewhere else. We follow this up through the water and, you know, we see, we see shapes on the surface of the water, right? Like, you know, a few of them bobbing around. And as we come up, uh, we hear two voices. Yes. All right, sailor. Let's make a deal. Oh, I love that. You said mer people. It was all I could think of. Uh, good, 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 good. It's not, can I, 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 it's not the end of it. Like it was obviously not a structure as large as the tumbling city. And it was obviously not, you know, where these mer people ended up. But I like the, but if, but if we're making connections, there are these, then, then we never did know. I mean, there was a lot of, of gaps within their story that I think are very valid. The mer people of Finn and Lee, the sisters' nexus. I, I'm obsessed. I love it very much. 
I love it a lot. Ah. All right. Let me find some backgrounds. Go to the D and D wiki. Oh boy. <laughs> I know, Aaron. Are you excited? Because right. I'm super excited. Can't wait to find out <laughs> how horny. What kind of fucking <laughs> horny shit that Jerome Gulgazer gets up to? Uh, do we want to go with Dark Lord? Yep. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Aaron, there's Prospector. Let's do Islander. Okay, cool. Because we kind of said that, like, it's not even scavenging. It's not even, like, his thing. No. Let's do it. Okay. Give me a D8 for personality trait. All right. Five. There's nothing more pleasing than laying on the warm sand while the waves graze my feet. Stop. That is not what the result is. That's what it says. Wow, that's um, that's incredible. It's true. I mean... This is a Jimmy Buffett-ass yeah, I was about to say, this is the most Jimmy Buffett-ass shit. I think that's <laughs> even after the adventure is just, like, that feeling of, like, he has a secret that no one else knows. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's like, I was a part of something. I saw something. It changed my... P-. I think all it kind of did the entire experience was change his perspective of, like, you know, there's more to everything than, than meets the eye. You know, I don't think a hit lover tell a soul about nope. the tumbling city or his experience there because he's like it's a natural thing and i can't you know just uh, the same it, way it, that i like looking at the birds sometimes you get you can't grab a seagull and yeah take a picture or like a selfie with it you admire it from far away i got to enjoy it i left it the way i did and I drone gull gazer not a pet lover not a pet lover <laughs> does not condone the keeping of pets it's like you look at that dog from far away you do not put a leash on it can't put a leash on me. Won't put a leash on it. Oh, God. He's full of so many of those, like, little <laughs> aphorisms that you're like, you know, sometimes, you know, you get the drink. Sometimes it gets dumped on your head. And you're like, it's good to see you, too, Jerome. Oh, my God. How have you been? You know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Life's a beach. Making sure it's a clean one. Oh, okay. That's fine. So what did you do today? <laughs> I was metal detecting. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I was out on the water, put my feet in that muddy water, let that tide wash over my ankles. Someone asks <laughs> him, where the hell were you? You went to the Spotted Bay and you didn't come back. <laughs> I went walking around. Just like to the point saw where someone some saw some stuff, can't explain it. You know, did you find like, <sighs> like, would it have to do with the statue that's in the water? You know sometimes you just gotta leave it alone i like that he's a lot of um alpine switchback too where it's like they just some people just don't tell you about like i think of fantasy settings all the time and fantasy characters some people would just be like i don't really think it's that important yep you know we think of it as like oh my god tell me about the tumbling city but some people are like it sucked <laughs> but i also think like i also think that there's like a duality to him that like that's the thing of the world but he keeps going back which means that, like, when he's by himself, I think that he drops that facade and just, like, looks out a window sometimes. And, like, yeah. he'll just be there for, like, two hours just looking and just, like, thinking about walking around there again. Oh, it's everything he dreams. Every time he lays his head yep. down on the pillow, he dreams that he was on the back sand. in the He's on, on the, the sand. sand. Oh, Come no on. question. Yeah. Every time he lays his head down on a, on a bunch <laughs> of seashells clumped up and he has a seaweed blanket. He lays his head down and he's like, he dreams that he's back in the tumbling. That was his happy place, I think, was the tumbling city. Because I think a detail about it is where, no matter where you are, it has its own kind of tide because it's like a body of water slushing around in a container. So, mm-hmm. like, he can stand anywhere and feel that crashing on his ankles that he so loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, give me a D6 for an ideal. All right, animal D6. Let's get it. Two fish. I was hoping you would roll two, because I like it. If I don't fight to live on, then I will become part of something else's fight. That's just how things are. You just gotta survive, my dude. Sometimes you just gotta survive. Can I give you a pitch? Yep. It's a little dramatic. His first trip down, when he escapes, you know, he looks down at his ankle, and there's like one barnacle that's like on it, that's like clung to him, and he Mm -hmm. flicks it off, and when he wakes up the next day, there's another one. And so he's like, oh, man, I'm getting claimed by the dang city. Well, you know, if I'm going to go anywhere, I think I might as well, like, become a part of it. And that's why he kind of, do you, does he want to die in the tumbling city is what I'm saying. I kind of like the idea that he knows he's got a ticking clock and he's like, well, you know, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna end my day back. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this thing I'm gonna take this thing home with me when it's when all is said and done. Yeah, it reminds me of Sprout Brussels in that way of like, well, I'm, I know where I'm gonna end up. You leave it where you found it, but it's also yeah. like you know, like I would love to die on the side of like a mountain or something that'd be lit. And that's yeah. how he feels about the tumbling city, where he's like, I've never found a place besides like the beach or this bay that I feel home, and this is part of it. And I've never felt so alive. Then when, like, you know, he's this chill dude, but he's still, like, you get to see things, I think, every time you're in the Tumbling City. There's, like, animals and critters and, like, sea life that doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah. And that's why he's, like, I'd rather be there. Every day I dream about seeing a new thing. And every time the city rotates, new life comes out. Like, you know, new yep. things come to the surface. And, God, if I can just end my days there chilling, I'd be much happier. Mm-hmm. Damn. He found a he found a beautiful place and he's gonna die there. Yeah. All right, give me a d6 for a bond. One horse. I return to the same island at least once a month to make sure no one else has claimed it. Oh fuck! That's perfect. That is actually perfect. Except I think it's more of like he just moves to the spotted bay. Like yeah, I think yeah, it, yeah. it's something that like you can't. I, I I think it's something that like grips him in yeah. in, in a healthy way. But it's like, you know, like ever Maybe since. Maybe not so much in the hell. Like he's, it's a, it's a. It's, it's a little magical. It's a little yeah. of this coral. It's, he's becoming slowly, literally a part of the tumbling city. And yep. so I think it's something where like, it might be, it, we don't know if it's just his passion for this place or this devouring sea creature quite literally pulls him to the tumbling city. You know, yep. every day he has a dream about it. And whether or not that's him or this creep, can it have a name? Because it's a very good idea. What, the coral? Yeah. What do you want to call uh, it? It is the... The Devourer mm. of the Sands. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Because it's just this little speck, and yet it, like, you know, it out, over time, it just consumes. It's like piranhas, you know? And we don't know if it's the devourer calling to him and being like, come on back. Like, you know, be a fixture in the tumbling city so that I can kind of, like, leech off your magical essence. Yeah. Fuck. I dig that. I oh, dig it. Poor, yo, just gotta say, Jerome fucking drew the shortest draw in life. Goes through the tumbling city, which sucks. Had a great time, but is also being claimed by some devourer of the deep. Yep. But doesn't know, which ignorance is some fucking lit-ass bliss. But you know? also, like, he still gets to live out, like, his dream was to live somewhere beautiful, see some cool shit, and then die happy. True. I mean, like, I want, that's all I want. He gets what he wants. If I could, like, literally move to rural Colorado and just, like, fucking eat mushrooms all day, regular ones, and, like, you know, forage and hike every day, I would gladly get claimed by some kind of barnacle. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be amazing. Aaron, give me a d6 for a flaw. Oh, God. Y'all, you don't know why I, we're, if we're, if we have the giggles, look up the table results for Islander. If, if it seems like we have the giggles right now, just know that we've had to re-roll a couple results, because they're not great. <laughs> they're so either horny or weird. <laughs> As like, I gotta say, like, if you make homebrew backgrounds, if you've made any of these or you plan on making some in the future, maybe like pump the brakes just a little bit on how fucky they are. <laughs> because every episode we have, we're like rolling on the homebrewed background of Warrior. The first result will be like, you know, has an insatiable desire for carnal pleasure and we can't use it. Anyway, yeah. let's roll on a flaw and pray. All right, give me D6. <laughs> Animal D6. Five, uh, six Eagle. Six Eagle, often I talk to myself in public because I forget I'm not alone. Okay. He's used to just spending it. I mean, he spends pretty much all of his time alone. So he just, and he, he's, we've said he's pretty much fine with it. Yeah. He's got like just, I mean, I do it all the time when I'm of myself. Yeah, it's great. I talk to myself constantly. Yeah. And this is someone who's just like, you know, perfectly content with never hanging out with another human being. Yeah. Or elf, whatever, whatever they are. <laughs> you know, just perfectly content living this ocean life and just like waking up every day peeking out at the water you know praying that he can tumble down into the cathedral again and like yep. is totally fine with the life of solitude on the beach in a place that he loves i want to be jerome gulgazer i want this life except without the barnacle no it's, it's a package deal fuck well i'll take it i mean my ankle's getting itchy as is i guess 
Guess it's time. My ankles are also itchy. Jeff, it's Fuck, time. I think this was cursed audio. It's time to go into the ocean. I hate the ocean. But I hate the ocean and I want to fight it. Uh, is that a wrap? a wrap? Jeez, I'm sorry, Jerome Gulgazer, for, I mean, the great life we gave you. But also, you're eventually going to come a statue or something in the Tumbling yep. City, which isn't that bad of a fate. All things considered. Uh, thank you so much, Cheerio Buffet, Laura, for your prompt. Uh, if you'd like to support Laura, listen to Tabletop Squad. Um, you can find them at Tabletop underscore Squad on Twitter. It's a Star Wars actual play where not only do they play uh, the Star Wars games, they also every every month or every uh, you know they also periodically post like in universe Star Wars recipes. Yeah, they're really that you can make good. at home that like look delicious. Yeah, so follow that Twitter immediately just for the snacks alone and also for the dope dope podcast. Yeah, um, something we've never done before. If you want to find you know more of Aaron and Jeff, Jeff, where can they find you on Twitter? <laughs> Uh, they can find me before. on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Yeah, and you can find me at Aaron Catano Saez, one word. We've literally, I think we said that maybe in episode two. Yep. And never like. again. <laughs> um, it explains a lot. Um, if you'd like to submit a prompt of our show, speaking of Twitter, there's a million ways you can do it. Um, because we need your prompts and we want to know all your creative ideas, like this one. Yes, you can tweet at us at AMSC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or you can go to allmyfantasychildren.com. Yeah, go to allmyfantasychildren.com. Use the prompt submission form. There's only like six people who've ever used it. And just like go there and scroll. Just look how sexy the site is. Think of me putting my blood, sweat, and tears into that website and then be like, you know what? I'm going to throw Aaron a bone. I'm going to send him this prompt. And while I'm at it, I'm going to listen to the latest episode. Shablow. Um, Shablow. Shablow. Um, also, like, buy our merch. We have merch. Speaking of Chabois. <laughs> yeah, we have merch. You can find links to our two t-shirt designs created by the brilliant artist Ink Oculi at Ink Oculi on Twitter. You can find them on our website, links to the T public page of the One Shot Podcast Network. And before we bring up the glory of the One Shot Podcast Network, Jeff, you have a second podcast that all the cool kids are talking about in high school. I do. It's a Fortnite actual play podcast. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, it is. It is all about memes. Dank, fresh memes. Uh, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend. We play through a two-player role-playing game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every week at partyofonepodcast.com. Damn right. Go do it. Go learn something about tabletop games, because it's such a hard thing. Like, there's so many people who are like, I'm willing to teach you about table, but they don't know as much as Jeff, so you should listen from him. Um... All My Fantasy Children is part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Uh, if you liked All My Fantasy Children, why not try... Let's do Modifier. Modifier is an interview Modifier's show great. hosted by Megan Dornbrock, all about why and how people change games. From the hobbyist to the professional, from house rules to publication, we all have in mind a better way to play. What's yours? Listen to Modifier. It's great. Love it. Yeah, we've both been on it. It's dope. Do it. It's great. Uh, verbal hug this week. Oh, gosh. Um, I hope you don't end up being consumed by a barnacle. Yeah. Well, also, for me, it's like the, the, the kind of story that I was trying to, like, you know, we slip, we slip the dog medicine in the peanut butter. You know what I mean? Yep. We're not beating you over the head with it. For me was, um, sometimes it's okay to not have a fantasy day or life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we all have dreams of grandeur and you know, aspirations that are bigger than us and these huge noble things. Sometimes it is okay to respect and love what you have and appreciate the things around you. Like, if anything that I want you to take from the story of Jerome Gulgazer is that there is kind of wonder and amazing secrets and beauty in the things that you might overlook in a daily basis. Yep. I love that. He goes to the same beach every day and tumble stumbles upon like the greatest secret in fantasy's history just because his eyes were open. And I, I hope you do the same. I hope you keep your eyes open. I hope that you can see the the magic that is around you by virtue of the world being around you. Yeah. Like I think that's a I think that's a that's a beautiful a beautiful thing to think about, and I really, I really agree, and I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. 
Um, finally, um, if you're going to Gen Con, come and find me. I'm at a bunch of panels. I'm going to post again my schedule. Um, but come and find me. I'm doing a character creation panel, and then I'm just going to sit outside of it. And like, if you want to come sit with me, I'll give you like ten minutes. We'll chat and make a character real quick. I'm going to do that for like a few hours. It'll be fun. No, oh, that'll be great. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Exactly. We'll just talk about backstory and create. It'll be like a mini episode with just you and me. That sounds really great. Yeah. I will not be a Gen Con, but you can always, like, just at me on Twitter and we'll chat. Yeah. Like, I, I got nothing going on. At, you have a lot going on. Don't, That's don't true. you I'm dare. Busy. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real busy all the time. Yes. Um, is there anything else we do on this show? I don't think so. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. Well, on that note, until next time, good, good night, night and good, good game. game.